Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. Hey friends, Jonathan Hardy here with Pastor John Lindell, my pastor who is the author of the newest book, New Normal. Pastor John, thanks so much for being with us today. Hey, Jonathan, it's great to be with you, and uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're really excited to share this with our listeners and our viewers. Uh, You wrote the book, New Normal. Tell us a little bit about how this book came about and, and why you wrote it. You know, I mean, as a pastor now, being a lead pastor for 37 years, I've watched people, and you wanna, as a pastor, see people experience the blessing of God and to live in it. And yet, in watching people, it's become obvious to me through the years that what a lot of people do is they have sporadic seasons of blessing. They have times when they when they feel like God is moving in their life, but they don't really live in the land of blessing. And when you read the Bible, it's obvious that God wants to continually be at work in our life. He wants to continually do good things for his people. But what does it take to position ourselves that way? Because God's blessings are not automatic. Um, and at the same time, they're not random. It's not a matter of, you know, he blesses some, doesn't bless others. God is looking for people where he can show himself powerful. And so this book really comes as a way of saying to, first of all, the people of James River, God wants to bless you. God wants to do things in your life. You couldn't begin to believe or imagine, but it, if you will seek him and you'll walk close to him. He has a a new normal for you. And so it's been exciting as a pastor to preach it to the people and to watch what God is doing in their life. Yeah. Well, and I really enjoyed reading it. Uh, You know, it just was very impactful even for me personally. And many of our viewers are and listeners are are pastors, or they're 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 heavily involved in ministry. Uh, what would you say to them as it relates to this new normal? Because sometimes we know this to be true, uh, and yet you know don't necessarily live it out, um, or or we don't live in that land of the blessing like we could. Well, I think it's I think what's unfortunate is we can get used to living with less than God's best in any area of our life. We can get used to things the way they are instead of the way they should be. And we learn to put up with those things. And I think that's true for anybody. I mean, I have to, I have to say in my own life, you can, if you're not constantly trying to push yourself forward because the enemy's going to fight you and there's the busyness of pastoring, there's all those things, but God has more for us. And if we'll look to him, for that yeah. and believe him for that, uh, it'll make a difference in our lives, first of all, personally, because, hey, I, I mean, honest, honestly, if the church is doing great, but we're not doing great personally, then what what's hap- What's up with that? Yeah. That is a, a standard that I don't think anybody wants to find themselves living. And so it will bless them. And then that flows out of them into the people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know that as as a someone who's been around you for quite some time, I, I've seen you live that out where people, the church and people won't go where you haven't personally been as the lead pastor, uh, the one shepherding the flock. Well, I think that's true. I think I think we do have to lead by example. And I think to Jonathan, to a great degree, 
what we talk about, we're going to talk about what's in our heart. So what's in our hearts, what we're going to talk about. And what we talk about is what's going to happen in the church. And in that sense, I think all of us understand the reality in which we live is by and large framed by the words that we speak and by the way, the things we talk about. And so um, for me, it's just been a journey of saying, I want the people, I want to live the blessed life. I want to see people live in that. Mm -hmm. And I just think God has more. And you know, what has been interesting. Interesting, just because we're talking to pastors, um, we're seeing in the church an increased sense of anticipation, and God rises to bless people. He looks for opportunity to show himself powerful. And when people are anticipating his goodness, God is always going to come through. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Now, uh, New Normal obviously plays off of this whole concept coming off of COVID-19. Um, you know, how did, how did your experience through COVID um, have influence in what's you, what you wrote about with New Normal? Well, you know, what's interesting is I had pitched the book, had the publisher on track with New Normal before COVID ever showed up. <laughs> so we were going to we were going to do it early on. And so it was really interesting when COVID hit, everybody's using New Normal, New Normal, New Normal. And the publisher's like, maybe we shouldn't do it. And at that point, I had we had written so much of the book that yeah. uh, I was like, well, you, we would have to do I'd have to go back and do a rewrite on this thing. And so they're like, well, stay with the title. Um, but it started in a, in a January message where I just felt like God wanted to lead us as a church into a new normal okay. and talking about what that would be. Well, then the pandemic hit in the middle of all that. And all of us found ourselves living a new normal <laughs> yeah. and uh, that happening. But the, the thing I think it's done is, is it's given people hope. Um, it's given people encouragement, uh, especially during the days of the pandemic. There's a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of fear. And uh, when we're going to walk in a new normal, we're going to have to be able to overcome those things. In fact, the book of Joshua starts with this challenge from the Lord to Joshua, be strong and courageous. And so that's a good word for people in the midst of a pandemic or people who are out of it, trying to get back into whatever it is that they were doing and and reassume their life in some sense. And yet I would say this, you know, Jonathan, something that that happened to me at the start of the pandemic was uh, we were interviewing people on our podcast and one of the first guests was Louis Giglio. Uh-huh. So at the start of the pandemic, as a pastor, I'm a little bit like, oh, brother, I can't believe this pandemic is happening. You know, we're in a capital campaign. You know, we've got all these plans. And you're thinking, I just wish this would have never happened. And I can't wait till it's over, till we can get back to doing what we're doing. So I'm talking to Louis and Louis says, you know, I, I talk to pastors and, and they're like, we just want to get back to normal. What kind of leader is that? <laughs> and he goes through and talks yeah. about, I don't want to get back to normal. I want God. And, yeah. and all the while, I'm, I'm getting smaller and smaller in my seat. You know, I'm just thinking, oh, my. <laughs> My goodness, everything he's saying is what I've been thinking. And uh, but it challenged me. It was like yeah. a kick in the seat of the pants to mm-hmm. say, listen, don't think about how you can get back to where you were. Yeah. You don't ever want to go back there. Yep. You want to go to where God is leading. Yeah. And so really out of all of that, I mean, the book, uh, certainly I was able to incorporate some of that as we went through the editing process and changed some things up. Yeah. But I know that's been my heart. And uh, the pandemic was a good thing for me. Nobody wants to go through that. Yeah. Um, but if you got to go through it, it's a great thing to look back and say, you know what, God taught me things yeah. that I couldn't have learned maybe any other way. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's really good. You mentioned Joshua. What what was it about the life of Joshua, or maybe it's multiple things that just stuck out to you? Because I, I know you incorporate that through the through the entire book. Uh, what about him is was why you decided to to write? Well, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, when you have God saying to him over and over again, six times, if you add in Deuteronomy and Joshua, you've got the book of Joshua, you've got God saying, be strong and courageous, which tells you what? He doesn't feel strong and he doesn't feel courageous. And so a lot of times I think all of us, and especially pastors, can feel we're not up to the challenge mm-hmm. that's in front of us, right. that, that we can't do it, we don't have what it takes, and we all think, if only I were like Jonathan Hardy, or if only <laughs> I were like, you know, <laughs> you know, whoever it is that you're looking to, you say, if only I had the gifts that person sure. has, then I could do it. Yeah. And, you know, here's Joshua, when you've sat under Moses for 40 years, that would be very inspiring on the one hand and intimidating on the other. Yes. And so uh, he is stepping in to the season. And I really feel there are people watching right now. You're stepping into a new season. You've seen somebody else who did it with such power. You don't feel you're up to it. Be strong and courageous. That's the word of the Lord to you. So that to me is, I think everybody relates to that. But you know what's interesting in the book that this time I saw probably in a way I never saw it before. And it's unique, I think, in, in Old Testament books. I don't know of another book that does it this clearly. Whenever Joshua prays, God shows up. Mm. Whenever Joshua prays, he he's going to capture Jericho. When he prays, God's going to reveal sin. When he prays, the sun's going to stand still. Whenever he prays, powerful, miraculous encounters with God happen. When he doesn't pray, it's a disaster. Mm. So when he doesn't pray at AI, it doesn't go well. When he doesn't pray with the Gibeonites, it doesn't go well. It, to me, there's a real strong message to leaders. If you pray, and, and sometimes we think, well, like the Gibeonites, oh, we know what's best. We know what to do. Mm. Or like at AI, oh, we're strong enough. We can do this. We don't need to, we don't need to sweat this one because this is a simple job only to find out it wasn't as simple as we thought because there's an enemy who's fighting us all the time. That's why we have to pray, 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 pray. And if we do, God's going to meet us. God's going to give us a plan like he gave Joshua at Jericho. God is going to reveal what's in our heart or other hearts like he did with with um, uh, AI and Achan and all of that. Yeah. God's going to cause things that have never happened before. The sun standing still, or if you want to say the earth standing still, we know the the earth is the one that moves. Standing still, that's never happened before. God delights in doing things that have never been done before. There's nothing too difficult for him. And when we pray, and we pray in faith, Joshua prays in front of everybody, and Israel hears him. So to me, that was such a stirring thing. This is a man that we don't think of typically as being a prophetic, you know, in the presence of God kind of leader. Yeah. But when the man prays, and he's in the presence of God, powerful things happen. And when he doesn't, it's it's not a good day. Yeah. So it challenges me just to remember, you know, there's never a situation, a season, or a problem that I don't need to be seeking God mm-hmm. uh, to get his counsel, his guidance, and his help on. Yeah, very good. Uh, maybe just to wrap up, do you have any other final thoughts or takeaways, maybe for you personally, or maybe that you'd want to say to pastors uh, as we close up our time together? You know what? I I think this, uh, it's very interesting that, that 
um, at the beginning of the book as well. I think I think that's almost a preamble that if we meditate on the word, if we don't let that word depart from our our mouth day or night, and we're living the word, we're obeying it. He says, then you will prosper and have great success. Now, I know a lot of people want to do a lot of things. I'm not saying everybody's going to live in a million-dollar mansion, but there is a blessing of the Lord, a prospering that is possible that God wants to bring into people's lives. He delights in blessing people. That's not the prosperity gospel. That's the gospel. That's the good news that God blesses us and works in our life and and desires to show himself powerful. I pray for everybody watching this, that they'd understand how significant they are to God, how much God wants to help them, and that they'll give God the opportunity by going to Him with their problems, their needs, and and with their devotion, saying, listen, I'm going to be full on for you to see what God will do in their life. It will blow their mind. Man, I believe for it. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Pastor John Lindell, author of New Normal, thank you so much. Uh, friends, you've got to pick up this book. I read it. It's phenomenal. I want to encourage you to do it. Thank and I would you. encourage you not just to pick it up for yourself, especially if you're a pastor, a ministry leader. Uh, get it in your church's bookstore. Get several copies, buy some, uh, and give them out to the people in your church. Give them your staff, your your church board, whoever it is. You've got to get uh, people this book in people's hands because we want everyone to be living in the land of blessing. You can go to Amazon to pick it up, uh, Pastor. Also, real quick, why don't you tell them about the study guide that accompanies the book? Can you do that real fast? Hey, thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, there's a study guide that's available. You could use it. A father could use it with his children. You could use it with your spouse. You. You could also uh, do men's studies, women's studies. I mean, it really, it's practical. It's easy to, to use. I've had so many people say it's been very helpful in promoting discussion and helping people engage in the material. Good. Well, pick it up. guy. We'll put uh, links in the show notes so that way you can have easy links Thank to you. Amazon. And uh, we'd be uh, encouraging you just to pick it up. Read it and start living in the land of that blessing. Thanks so much, Pastor John. Thank you, friends, for listening today. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys next time. Take care. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.